0: get me a drink now here's your hosts craig paula and mark and their wacky views in drinks life and maybe information hey folks hey how's it going it's craig here from tiki central canada i'll be a bartender mixologist and hopefully information for the hour we'll see how it goes and yes we are via internet today uh unfortunately uh Paula is out of town uh, on family business, so of course she couldn't attend and be here with us, but we are definitely making sure the show goes on. And so on my screen, I have the one and only Mark, our Tiki expert, and how are we doing Mark
1: today? We're doing okay. We may be our Tiki expert, but I'm not really a Tiki expert. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's
0: true i guess yeah, yeah there's, there's just lots of tiki experts out there you know i guess so yeah if we have jeff the beach bomb barry on our show then he would be the te expert i guess that would
1: be true or that's true yeah or any of the people that uh, we're talking about today would be a tiki expert that's right
0: so yes yeah, so today's show is going to be all about our books that we've actually done on our cool links page over the years and we figured why not give you guys kind of a little re- review or breakdown of each book what they're basically involved in, which, what's involved in these books and what's what they're all about. Uh, that way, when you go to make your selections of Tiki books, you kind of can square down to the ones you want. So in other words, if you're just a beginning Tiki expert or you're just getting into Tiki or you're not a bartender and you want to get into Tiki and they go all the way up to, um, I think, Mark, you're doing Smuggler's Cove. If I remember correctly, we talked about. Smuggler's Cove, yep. Yeah, so that is now you're talking about the expert level, the, the rum connoisseurs, the... Uh, even, example, I guess at my level, we're, I'm reading a book. That's my Bible. So, yeah, we're going to give you a wide range of books to check out, and we'll go from there. So, uh, obviously, we want to make sure everyone's staying safe. Um, I don't know if um, anyone in the world is paying attention to here in Ottawa. Unfortunately, we do have the truckers' protest. that has been going on now for two weeks, uh, nonstop. The, basically, the center town has been completely shut down and blocked off, uh, which is kind of sad for me because that's exactly where my bar is. So... <laughs> It's, it's been a challenge. We finally got through a lockdown to reopen and then we went into a trucker's protest. So uh, we're hanging in there. My crew is doing a good job of making sure that, uh, you know, my guests that do come in are taken care of and uh, applaud them much as they are. All the efforts they're giving to the location. And uh, yeah, it's just it's one tra- one challenge after another challenge for me right now. But uh, we're doing good. We're going to we're going to get through this. Anyway, so yeah, so let's talk about the recipes. I'm going to do mine first. And my recipe actually is the Caribbean, and it actually is from Potions of the Caribbean by Jeff the Beach Bomberry. Yeah, so of course, we've actually said his name a thousand times in a show. And uh, of course, between me and Mark, there's going to be quite a few books that we're going to cover. But I'm going to actually give you the recipe first. We're going to go through this one, and then eventually we'll talk about this book a little later on. So the Caribbean... Here's the recipe. So it is one and a quarter ounces of dark Jamaican rum. Now you can use either a Blackwell or an Appleton rum if you want. A uh, 12-year be a good one for this one as well, aged rum. Uh, one ounce of gold Puerto Rican rum. So that could be a Picardi gold. For most of us, that's pretty well the only uh, Puerto Rican rum that we have available to us. So that's a good choice. Uh, one and a half ounces of Coca-Cola. Yes, this is actually a drink for Paula. And again... Not on our show when we do these ones. She's gonna be so mad. <laughs> okay, we'll have to make this drink for her for sure. Uh, half ounce of fresh lime juice, my fa- one of my favorites. Uh, half ounce of simple syrup. Uh, a tea, a quarter teaspoon of ginger infused simple syrup. So ginger syrup. We do have the recipe on there for you guys, and of course on this show we'll actually continue to put the recipe on there for you guys and how to make ginger syrup. It's a great. For me, it's a great ingredient to add in the tiki cocktail because it adds a bit of spice and mystery to it. Uh, I'm sure that Mark can concur on that. Anytime you add a ginger syrup or something like that, it's just like, oh, it gives a bit of a kick. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) We're gonna make a shirt of that. I swear to God.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love love the ginger syrup. It's. uh, I I think I um, I migrate to anything that has that listed on when I go to a menu. Exactly.
0: Well, the Jamaican Breeze, one of Linda's favorites and Paula's favorites, that has ginger syrup in it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's quite a bit, actually. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, So we're going to do an eighth of a teaspoon or six drops of uh, Pernod. Now, we've mentioned this on the show before, way, way back when we talked with Pernod. Pernod is one of those ingredients where I would probably do only a couple drops of it and then taste it. And if you want more and more, because it is actually an anise, so it's a licorice, So, it can overbear the entire drink very quickly. So, when you're using Pernod or any kind of anise in your drinks, just start off small uh, amounts and then work your way up to the recipe or past if you like it better. So, I think in this one, I would probably put two or three and then work my way up to six if I wanted to. Uh, Yeah. And then a dash of betters. And of course, four ounces of crushed ice.
1: Now, do you shake this puppy?
0: So, what we're gonna do is gonna put all that into a blender. You're going to blend that at high speed for five seconds. And then you're going to pour that into a tall glass. Add some more crushed ice to fill it up. And then, of course, you're going to garnish it with a mint leaf and a cherry on a skew. Nice. There we go.
1: Yes. Looks like a sundae. <laughs>
0: exactly. It does with the crushed ice. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, folks. There is the recipe. Uh, like I said, the ginger syrup, we will put a thing in there for you. The pernod, Just keep an eye on it. Obviously, the rums, we are suggesting those rums, obviously, for this recipe, because that actually that is the original recipe. Obviously, if you have limitations of what rums you have in your library, work with what you have. Work with the, your favorite rums. I'm sure Mark can concur with this. When you make a cocktail, uh, I think even a couple of times in a show, you've actually used a different rum that actually that was in the recipe because it's your favorite rum.
1: It gives a different flavor profile, whether you want something a little grassier or you want something a little bit more funkier if it's from a Jamaican rum, that kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Or mellower, if you wanted something that asked for something funky and you want it mellower. Yeah, absolutely. Mix up the rums. Do two. That way you can try both.
0: Exactly. Play with it. See exactly what rums work for you. All right, Mark. So I know uh, normally I do the recipes, uh, but today we're going to change it up. And Mark is going to do a recipe for one of his books. And which recipe are we doing, Mark?
1: Uh, This is going to be from the book Minimalist Tiki. Ooh. It's a book by um, uh, Matt Piertrick, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a reasonably recent book. And one of the sections in the book is the the new vanguard of a whole bunch of the new mixologists that are in the tiki world and a whole bunch of recipes from them. And I was actually surprised at how many people I've seen in our tiki travel. So it's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> that you know, in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: in the book, it's like, wow, this, hey, oh yeah. I, and one of the uh, recipes in there is one we did the, the adventure on. Uh, with Jason Woislaw from the Diller Room in Seattle. Yes. And they have a number of his recipes in there. And the one I picked here would be the one that people have the, probably the greatest chance of having the ingredients, It's called Riptide. And it's a really good drink. It's got an ounce of lime, quarter ounce of passion fruit syrup, half ounce of ginger syrup. <laughs> woo Quarter ounce of Falernum, an ounce of Jamaican rum. They recommend... Um, like a funky rum, like a Karuba or something like that. But you can use um, Appleton if you wish. And an ounce of coconut rum. Reminder again that Malibu is not rum. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell it to one of my other bartenders because she, she's
0: concerned about we need to order another bottle of Malibu because she keeps using it for all of her recipes. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's,
1: yeah, it's but not if that's really. all you can get, <laughs> that's all you can get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, uh, shaken or stirred, actually, you build it right in the shaker, shake it, and then stir it into an empty glass, and then add the crushed ice into it. Ah, another one with crushed ice, yes, into a double old fashioned glass, and then here's what the really cool thing. this is where Jason this goes one step higher. he dusts it with a little tiny bit of five spice powder, puts in a lime wheel and a sprig of mint, okay, interesting, yes, we had one when we were there and. Yes, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like Mark's gonna be like, no, it's awful. It was terrible yeah, right horrible. from the get go.
0: <laughs> oh, this is an awful. I <laughs> five joke. of them. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why is this glass empty?
1: <laughs> now, for our listeners, where is the is it the dealer? You said the dealer room. Diller rooms in Seattle, and Jason does. Um, well, who knows with COVID? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he would do uh, tiki uh, one night a week. He would more or less bring in his coasters with his menu uh, placemats, mm-hmm. and uh, he would do the tiki thing. He's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous uh, mixologist. Awesome. So there you go. And he's listed in the book.
0: There we go. So there's two cool tiki drinks. I noticed there's two common denominators in both of them. Both of them had ginger syrup and both had crushed ice. So this actually is a little tip, and this is just something recently that I learned, Because I'm looking at making my summer menu for my location where I'm working. And crushed ice is something super hard to kind of keep on the bar. So there actually is a, almost like an ice cube tray that you can order. And I'll put a link in there for you guys from Amazon. Actually, I've just ordered it. It's coming to this week for me. And it's actually mini ice cubes. So the tray makes about 64 little mini ice cubes. And it's plastic. So when you go to empty it out, you just bend the plastic and all the cubes come out. And then they're perfectly square. You put them into a bag and then put those in the freezer. So uh, I'm going to try it out this week and see how it works. Because that's one of the challenges, obviously, in a professional bar is to have crushed ice on hand. It's not an easy task. Uh, Unless you have a blender on hand right at the time. But uh, for the most part, it's not an easy thing to have. So and also, too, for people at home.
1: Unless you have the polar Fridge.
0: That's right. It makes the, makes the crushed ice. Or you sit there like I do with a, a Lewis bag and a, and a
1: mallet. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> the neighbors hear me. Bang, 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 bang. bang, bang. Oh, bang. Who's building at this time? Oh, wait, yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Mark's making crushed ice. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do have one of those little cube trays. Yeah. So here's the tip. Do not overfill it. Okay. Because then you'll have just one big ice cube. Ah, good point.
0: Now I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I do that when I get it for sure. Yeah. You also, too, you have couple of hand crushers. So you have a crank one, which I've got. I got the crank one. Yeah, I got
1: a crank one and I have an electric one. Okay. Uh, cool. A Warring Pro and it, it works really well. You just have to plan ahead of time because sometimes the the ice cubes get a little bit stuck. So you have to let, let them melt a bit and oh, that kind of okay. stuff. So you just, uh, but once it's flowing and uh, much like the uh, drink machines, the, the, the Jimmy Buffett ones, you got to mm-hmm. let the ice kind of warm up a bit. It can't be really, really hard, hard. Mm-hmm crisp rice, because it'll probably get stuck in there. Ah, okay. So if you just let it get a bit soft, just like they say for the um, margarita maker, Mm -hmm. it works a lot better. Ah,
0: okay. Good to know. Good tip from both of us there. There we go. So for you guys uh, planning your summer uh, parties there, some stuff for you there for you. Okay. So this show is about books and me and Mark throughout the years have done tons of research. I've got about 40 books in my library The bartender books, tiki books, uh, history. Uh, One I'm reading right now is the history of of drinks in general, uh, which is an amazing read. It's a very thick read, by the way. It's about 700 pages, but uh, it is packed full of information and some amazing stories. How just alcohol has affected us throughout the years in our culture, in our politics, in society. It's mind-blowing how much alcohol has an influence on everything we do day to day, even if you're not even a drinker, you know what I mean? It, it still has an impact on what our economy is and everything, which is amazing. Anyway, so we're going to go back and forth. Mark's going to start off with one of his books and a review of that book, and then I'm going to do mine. Uh, you're going to see the same names on a couple of them. Yes, of course, because obviously there, always are, there are some people out there that are tiki experts that we obviously buy all their books because, um, you know, they keep on updating new drinks or new techniques or new stories or new history of tiki. And so that's why we have multiple books from the same, same author. So anyways, can, to start it all off, Mark, what book are we talking about
1: first? Well, we should probably start off with the one people should start off with, uh, which is Beach Bomb Berry's Grog Log, ah. which came out in 1998. But then in 2002, we came up with another book called Intoxica, And they're put together in a, um, I'm forgetting the word because I'm old. (laughs) Oh, they came together and Remixed. Yeah, Remixed is the two books put together with a bit more stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And that is really where everybody should probably start, no matter where they're going, just to get the idea of history a bit and how to do things. So the question
0: I'm going to ask you, Mark, here is how many pages are these books? Because I know these books, but just for our readers and not like.
1: They're only about, uh, well, uh, Remix is two books put together, but they're only about 80, 100 pages each. Yeah. So it's not a massive read. That's right. It's yeah. mostly recipes, bunch of pictures. And see, I'll start off by saying that Jeff was not putting these books together for the Tiki Craft connoisseurs. He's not, wasn't putting them together for the mixologists and the bartenders because essentially there were no tiki bartenders back when these books were coming out. It's true. And most of the syrups and everything like that are just not available then. So he had to make them himself because there was no other options. So the recipes for the beginners are in there, how to make these things from scratch. You'll know what they'll taste like. I mean, now a lot of the stuff you can order, either mail order or just go down the street in a lot of cases. But when, back in 1998, this stuff was not available or not easy to find. So this was more for the tiki enthusiast at the time and for their home bar and how to put together the ingredients and the specific rums to recreate these long-lost recipes. There you go. So not only does it have recipes from the long-lost drinks, it's also really easy to follow instructions, right down to even the simplest syrups. So it is really the great place to start off. And as well as a brief history and put together, and he's a really funny guy. Some of the stories and anecdotes are just hilarious. And, uh... I still use it on a regular basis just to make syrups and things like that and go back and have some old recipes. It's great. And it's a must have remixed is a must have for people starting out.
0: So a couple of things I want to throw into that one just also as well. So let's just break it down back to where Jeff Beach Bumberry is. Jeff Beach Bumberry is a person that did 10 years of research trying to find all these recipes that basically disappeared. Okay. So during the 70s okay let's say the 70s and 80s that's when all the club scenes and the discos and all the stuff and cocktails kind of took a a back seat to all the entertainment out there and so same thing as tiki tiki kind of just died off and dropped off and so jeff actually did 10 years of research he sat there and reached out to all the people that started this whole thing like trader vicks trader vicks relatives donna beachcomber all of his filipino bartenders they had back then all these guys and basically found all these secret recipes he did some reverse engineering for 10 years and all these recipes a lot of them he didn't actually have all the ingredients listed but he kind of figured them out on his own and then so jeff the beach Bomberry, when you look at tiki he actually is the one that kind of caused the resurgence of tiki in other words like it was kind of tripped off no one really was paying attention to it and it wasn't really there anymore in a presence and then when jeff released all these books that kind of put a resurgence out there to bring it back and it got the passion back into the general public, basically about tiki and tiki cocktails.
1: Yeah, it was like a um, there was another book at the time too, with the the art of tiki by Sven Kersen called the Book of Tiki, and those two books came out approximately the same time, and those two there together really helped put the resurgence of tiki going. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but it was beat. Uh, it was the bum that did all his Indiana Jones work. Uh, that,
0: exactly uh, he does kind of like like a, a tiki indiana jones if you see him in his hat and everything
1: so it's yeah, like, yeah. so yeah his work is just uh <laughs> that caused me no end of pain <laughs> mm-hmm. there you go
0: <laughs> it will cause you pain every day when you make a new drink yeah, exactly yeah yeah it's just horrible <laughs> so another thing uh, i want to talk about just jeff the beach bomb and especially those two books in particular is that when you get a tickable bar book folks the first like 50 pages around there somewhere usually are like all the tools you need for a bar, what kind of rums you need, um, just basic bar lingo, like what's what's a, a, a jigger, what's this, what's that. Jeff the Beach Bumberry, those two books in particular, especially, there's just doesn't have that at the very beginning. It is not of, okay, let me walk you through on how to be a bartender or what tools you need. It doesn't really break that down in that books, those two books. He actually gets right into the history of Tiki, some of the, the history of some of the, the Tiki bars from the, the past, uh some of the people that created tiki in in the past like Trader Vic and Donna Beachcomber their stories but I'm kind of glad in those two books because it is like I said only 80 pages long that he doesn't get into like okay let me go through the bar tools let me go through what liqueurs you need He, he gets away from all that which is not a normal tiki bar or even a bartender book that you normally see so that is kind of relief and kind of nice to see that uh in a book
1: that's it mine is uh mine's getting pretty ratty (laughs) <laughs> Got to find another one somehow. Yeah.
0: By the way, yes, those books are hard to find. I actually do have uh, remixed the hard copy, and on Kindle. So you can get these books also on Kindle as well. It's a little easier to do it that way. So the book I'm going to do is Potions of the Caribbean, and it actually is Jeff the Beach Bomb Barry. Yeah, so this is actually after those books, he came out. So oh, 2014. 2014 was actually probably a reprint. Uh, yeah, so it is a very, obviously, much thicker book. This is probably about 300 pages, 400 pages. Yeah, about 300 pages. It's a hard copy book. And so this one, the difference between this one and the two books that Mark just talked about is that the first 100 pages, I'd say, or at least 75 pages, it's the history of Tiki, the history of, in general, of drinks. So it gets into the Caribbeans, he gets into the history of Caribbeans, the native tribes, he talks about Donna Beachcomber, Trader Vic, and how they started. He talks about... Uh, Polynesian islands and some of the, the historical things about that. So it's, a, it's basically a history lesson in Tiki, uh, which is kind of good. Uh, it literally breaks down back to 1600s and to even to Aztec times. It gets into the pirates and everything and all that stuff. And then he also gets into the drinks. The great thing about the drinks, too, is he also gives you a little bit of history of the drinks. So he tells you where they came from, how they started, maybe how uh, they were named or generated. Um, which is pretty good. Lots of good pictures in here. It's a really good book. It's a little more in-depth, this book is, than the Remixed or the Toxica or the Grog Log. It's obviously a bigger read. It's getting a little more in-depth into Tiki. It's getting a little more depth into History. It's basically a history lesson by Jeff the Beach Bumberry on cocktails in general, like how they started, and especially the Caribbean and the Caribbean. So it's it's an awesome book to get. Uh, This one is a little easier to get than the other two. But definitely a good read. And again, this is another one where if you're starting out and you want a little bit kind of a history lesson, this is a good way to start off. Yep. So that is my first book. So, Mark, what
1: is your next book? Next, well, we're going to keep continue on the bum trail, as it were. The um, Sip and Safari was uh, when was it released? It was originally released in 2007. And they just had a, a, a re, re edition of it, hardcovered and added some more stuff. But it's more. Uh, a history lesson of specific tiki bars and more more specifically of the bartenders that created the drinks there. So we're talking about uh, tiki tea and we're talking about uh, those places. We're talking about the Mai Kai. We're talking about Don the Beachcomber. We're talking about Trader Vic's and specific bars and specific bartender creators. So it, it's a marvelous book into the history of each of these major venues that most of which, of course, are gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, and drinks from them as well from back in the day, so it is uh, it's once again your next step up if you if you're liking those drinks that you're making from the first two books, mm-hmm. and then you get more in depth to do each of the the major bars, the major restaurants, and then you can mix up your own drinks from back in the day. Uh, they're listed there as well. It has really great in depth on um, the various uh, bartenders from the day, and uh, it's it's great. You just you just read it, and then once again, with that, uh, he's got a really great uh, writing style that is uh, very easy to read. Once again, it's only a, it's a very thin book; it's about hundred eighty pages with the index. It's great. I I, I probably going to be getting the, uh, the hardcover edition, even though I don't really need it.
0: <laughs> well, because in the softcover books, what happens when you research and then you go back and check recipes over and over and over again? The book eventually starts to wear and tear, right? That's why most of the books I actually have is uh, I have the book and then also the Kindle version so I can go back and forth between the two.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's great photos in here of uh, just showing uh, uh, Linda the other day, uh, Tiki t with, with Ray and Mike's uh, Mike Sr. as A young Mike Sr. behind the bar at Tiki t And of course, the bar, it just looks cleaner. It doesn't look any different than it did back then. <laughs> <and laughs> but apparently, they've uh, replaced the upper part there at Tiki t with uh, new lights and everything. So... It probably got rid of what, how many hundred years worth of nicotine and smoke and dust? Oh God, yes, yeah. Jesus. So, Sip and Safari, you have two choices. You can get the, either the soft cover; you can still find it, and the hard cover. And these are, of course, uh, available at the Bums website. Ah, so, true. There you
0: go. Not only do, you do Amazon, but Beach the Bumberries website as well. Which we actually will yeah. give you guys a link on there on the show for you guys as well.
1: Yeah, because so. uh, much much like the records I buy, I try to get as many as possible from the artists themselves. So support the bum and uh, go to his website and buy his stuff. <laughs> support the bum. There you go.
0: <laughs> By the way, I have a question for you, Mark, because you obviously, you've, like, we have Mark Adventures and you've gone to, like, so many tiki bars. And you just talked about, like, all the renovations at some of these bars. Are all these bars in California like, or places you've been down south, are they actually are smoke-free or are they still able to smoke in a lot of these locations?
1: Tiki had just gone smoke free, like literally, like the year before. Okay, California laws, whatever. Uh, yeah. The old, the, f- the first real bar we went to uh, was in uh, Florida, and uh, called the Bahai Hut, and they actually still had smoking in place. Oh, <laughs> and you, <laughs> and the thing was, okay, how messed up is Florida? It doesn't matter. We know they had this grandfathered rule in there. That you could smoke, but you couldn't serve food. Okay. <laughs> and so people would just go there to smoke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So all these people that just uh, wanted to hang out and uh, have a few beers and whiskeys and no yeah. tiki drinks, they would go there. So the place <laughs> was, we were lucky that there was a lot of people there that night. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all these people sitting in the corners just smoking. Popping away. Oh, man. <laughs> just like we can't have another one ever again. So they go they all go oh. there. Yeah. So apparently that well they have since renovated the place and so I'm actually dying to go back there to see what they've done, but it is now smoke-free and cleaned. So yes. Uh, and apparently the drinks are better. They,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> less smoke around them, that's why.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, those drinks were just uh, <laughs> uh it was one of these places where the drinks all tasted the same, they just different colors. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's how we and, all
0: started our tiki. I mean, that's how I started my tiki. It was yeah. just coconut rum rum and some pineapple yeah. juice and yeah. orange juice and grenadine.
1: Yeah, that's it. and uh but historically, it's uh I think it may be the old uh, second oldest or oldest uh surviving tiki bar in uh, the states, but it's finally got a a rehab, and uh once uh, once we can get back there, we have friends that stay near there, so and once we do that, we can do an adventure like in a before and an after kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah. The Mark's
0: Adventures renovation. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, we're going back. <laughs> going back in time. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm up to bat. So the one I'm going to do is the Trader Vic Tiki Party. So this book, book is not written by Trader Vic. It's written by Steven Sigelman. I guess he's a Tiki phenomenal or a fan. And so he's taken a lot of the Trader Vic's recipes and put it into his book. But the cool thing about this book, I want to point out to you guys, and it is on our cool links, is if you want to have a tiki bar or a tiki party at your house, this is the perfect book for you. So, And I'll explain what I mean by that. So if you're having a tiki party or you're having, you want to get your own tiki bar in your backyard or whatever. This is a great book to start off with because what it is, first of all, it talks about obviously the history of Trader Vic and you know all about him. Of course it's gonna do that. But what it also goes into is there's tons of pictures in here of tiki bars that are around the world, or at least in, in the States, and then it talks about basically the like food you should serve, the decor you should have, some of the requirements for like example, like the some of the drinks, some of the equipment you need. Well, obviously we talked about that before. But it also talks about liquor cabinet, what liquors you should have in your tiki bar. It goes into different methods, like floating and blending. It talks about garnishes. It talks about rimming. And then it talks, like I said, about food. The big section in here on food is a big section on mocktails, cocktails, and then uh, punch bowls. Then also, too, it gets into food again at the back end of it. So crab cakes, cheese balls, uh, cheese batters, egg rolls, tuna cakes. So basically if you are entertaining and you want to get into authentic tiki party or have a tiki party at your house uh, or you want to kind of get a little bit more understanding of like the food and drinks in a tiki bar you would see, this is a great book to start off with because again it breaks it all down for you. It talks about what equipment you need, what bar sort of liquor you need, the food you should have on your on your, your menu, uh, the drinks. All very colorful uh, illustrations and very easy to go. Each page actually only has one drink. So um, it basically, yeah, it's one drink, gives you the methods, shows you exactly how it should look in a glass, the garnishes, even tells you what kind of glass you should have. It's very colorful and and an easy read. It is exactly, hang on, let me just find out right here 184 pages with index. Um, So, yes, this is a great. Want to start off with as well, if you're trying to get into tiki and you want to hold it, say a tiki party, or you want to have a tiki bar in your backyard, this is a great read to uh, to go with. And then again, it is by Steven uh, Siegelman, And again, it's Trader Vic's Tiki bar, Tiki Party, Cocktails and Food to Share with Your Friends. So that is my second book. Lots of entertainment on there. It even has skews on the back end of it, like chicken skews and stuff.
1: Yes. hmm I highly so, recommend the Mushu Pork. <laughs> go will okay. go poo-poo platter. Yeah, no, no, they have a re- they have a recipe in there for something called Mushu pork mm. to die for. Okay, I have to get to go. make it. There we go. Okay, there you go, and it's easy because I can do it. Yay!
0: If Mark can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. So, what is your second uh, selection you got going on here? I guess or third. Is third. Yeah, whatever. What's uh, Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs>
1: odd. You're even. Uh, you we're going to continue with the food. I'm not arguing with that, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because the bum, after he did the uh, search for uh, tiki uh, drinks and stuff, he did a bit of a search for the tiki menus and the food. So he did Ah. the same kind of Indiana Jones thing for uh, the menus for the food from uh, tiki places of bygone days. And uh, so, yeah, it's called Beach Bumberry's Taboo Table. Mm. Uh, Tiki cuisine from the Polynesian restaurants of yore. And it was put out in 2005. And ah. once again, it's uh, very much, very short, very skinny, very thin book. So it just goes through, gives you a few great recipes from uh, different restaurants um, of Gone and a couple of new ones that are still around, of course. I shouldn't say that because there are no new ones, is there? Uh, it's yeah. uh, a few of them that are still around. So like there the we and, go. Vicks and the Maikai. And so, yeah. and uh, But the good thing about it, it has a recipe for something called Mai Tai Pie. Ah, oh, oh, there we go. The Mai Tai tri- Pie. And you you top it with Beach Bum berries, Rum Whipped Cream. Ooh. Oh, baby. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> Mark's, Mark's mouth's watering oh, right yeah, now oh. as you speak. <laughs> uh, the other great thing in here, does have a few recipes for drinks, of course. It includes one of the few places that actually has the Mai Kai Barilo Rum recipe. Ooh, yes. The barrel of rum. And it's the easiest recipe ever. Two ounces of white, two ounces of dark, two ounces of lime, two ounces of orange, two ounces of grapefruit, two ounces of passion fruit syrup, a little bit of honey, and some bitters. That's it. Two, 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 two. There you go. But it's in there as well. So uh, Beach Bum's Taboo Table is, once again, uh, once you start getting into it and you want to get a little bit of history and you want to start branching out, go a little bit further – doing better cocktails and better food, then you can step up once again. There we go. Awesome.
0: All right. So my third book is something that's not exactly tiki, but is uh, if you're into rums, it is a really good read. It's called "In a bottle of rum and it's by Wayne Curtis. So what this book is about is basically the history of rum. So it starts off very, very back to the very big day times the 1600s uh, when rum had all these different names like kill devil, uh, which it goes through exactly what that means. Uh, It goes into uh, Grog, which, of course, we know from the Navy. Pirates, basically 1740s, Admiral Vernon. Of course, that's where Grog came from. Uh, So it gives you the history of Grog, Captain Morgan, a history about him and some pirates. Uh, Then it goes into the flip from the 1700s. It talks about beer, molasses, and rum combined together in taverns. And what it was is that the tavern back then in the 1700s was the main source or the main building in your town. And there'd be so many taverns per town. It was like uh, a written law, basically. Like so, for example, like one town would have to have five taverns because of the population that was in that town. And of course, these these taverns were like I said, the center point. So like there'd be like meetings there, city hall meetings would be there. There'd be politicians there, lawyers, uh, common folk, of course as well. It was a well-rounded area. Uh, also too, above the tavern would be like where your, the hotel. so like a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Um, also too, a lot of the taverns would have competitions between them because obviously you want to get people into your tavern compared to say some guy who lives a block away and so there'd be like these freak shows the one-eyed guy or the, the the bearded lady this is where all these circus acts started to come from actually is back in the tavern times uh and then it goes into platter's punch which was uh really actually technically the first cocktail according to them Uh, and then basically the late 1700s. Then we talk about Demon Rum. Uh, So basically the trade between England and France to North America was cut off. So whiskey became a popular thing. So the rum actually had a challenge to kind of get itself out there. And then we go into the Daiquiri, 1900s. We go into the Prohibition, Great Depression. So obviously Prohibition, we're talking about Bacardi, talks about the history of the Bacardi label, the bat. And also too, it sold... 50 million uh, units during Prohibition to from Cuba to the North American t- territories. So it goes through that, like uh, Rum Runners and things like that. Then it goes into Rum and Coke, how that started. I'll uh, see the Cuba Libre from Cuba, which means the Free Cuba. So anyways, yeah, so it talks about that. 10 billion Cokes were sold during World War II in the 1950s. Um, one of the things I, I'm still looking for, actually – what Puerto Rico did to keep the rum and try to push the sales because of whiskey being in the States was these things called the Free Rumsters. And I think actually I sent you a little link there, Mark, on that one.
1: Yeah, those things are look so cool.
0: Yeah, so what they were is like this cardboard kind of cutout you would get on a sheet, and you could actually attach it to your drink. And then the, in the cardboard cutout, you could actually put your straw through it, so it would hold your straw. And it was like this little party favorite thing. They were handing out, and they handed out, I think something like 10 million copies of this thing. Uh, Out to the North Americans to get them to buy Bacardi rum, Uh, then it goes into the Mai Tai, which of course is Tiki. That's what we're all about. Talks about Donner Don uh, Donna Beachcomber trader Vic, the competition between the two of them, who had the real Mai Tai and who kind of copied who, Uh, and then it goes into the Mojito, which is obviously the Cuban tribes were uh, created the the Mojito to prevent scurvy. So it's quite a, a read. It's an amazing book when it comes to the history of rum and. The drinks that are involved in it. Um, the cool thing about that is things like stories, like I said about the mojito, where like actually it's not something that was made up by a bartender. It was made by tribesmen to prevent scurvy. Um, so it's it's pretty cool when you read stories like that. Uh, Captain Morgan, of course, in here is an amazing read as well, all about him. So yeah, it's it's a historical version of what rum, how it started, where it came from, all the different stages it's gone through in the, in the years. And uh, some of the major drinks that we know today and how they started. So a really good read. Um, it's not, like I said, it's not exactly a tiki book. It's not exactly like if you want to make drinks. There are some recipes in here, not too many on the back end of it. But if you want to know the history of stuff like that, like me, like a historical thing, then this is a great read. Like I said, and it's called The Bottle of Rum. So that is my third book. Very elaborate. Yes. But a very good book. Yes. So, Mark, what do you got for us?
1: Well, we're going to move up to 2016 now. Smuggler's Cove, Exotic Cocktails, Rum, and the Cult of Tiki. Oh! By Martin Kate with Rebecca Kate.
0: I want to break in here and just let you know, by the way, this is actually what I, almost every bartender now today knows as the official Tiki Bible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the two of them have put together this marvelous document of everything pretty well you need to know about the history what to do and all that kind of stuff. It's um, it's essential for now. You've gone through all your Bomb Berry books. Now you got to go to the next step. This is your next step. Well, if you don't know him, he um, they start out just as enthusiasts, just like we are, mm-hmm. and then uh, they're co-owners of a number of great bars uh, in Portland, uh, San Diego, and of course San Francisco. The book is an in-depth historic document as well as a recipe book. There's lots of great in-depth story and behind stuff similar to uh maybe a bit of a reread for some of the stuff but he adds more to it again there's numerous recipes old old and new and it's a 350 page book so you're you're moving on up in the, in the weight class here too yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a heavy book to carry out of the library yeah <laughs> yeah there are instructions for syrups uh, most specifically uh the start syrups he uses in his bar mm-hmm. there are a few in there that are actually kind of uh, blacked out their secret recipes. And he also takes note of some of the people uh, the, as a, who are part of the tiki resurgent uh, in the book as well. But the highlight for me, for those that don't know already, some, as we talked about earlier, uh, some of the flavor profiles from many of these exotic cocktails is from a mixing of rum. Now, Martin has put together a system of identifying which rum or which combination goes in each drink by designated a number An example, a blended aged rum is a number three. So Mm -hmm. it would have a number three beside the recipe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he gives numerous examples of which rums fall into which category. For instance, number three would include Appleton's, Reserve, Doorleys, or Coxburg. Mm-hmm. Of course, we in Ontario will still have issues, no matter what the number <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Around the world. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I want to emphasize that actually, he actually has a rum uh, club there, and I think he has over 360 different kinds of rums on his oh. on site.
1: Oh yeah, he's a big rum enthusiast and collector and yeah. that kind of stuff. It was yeah. funny, when I got to meet him in Toronto at that book signing, uh, I had a list in there of the rums that we didn't have. Or like in his categories, he goes, I mean, the list was still in the book. And he goes, What's this? Oh, the rums we can't get. And he goes, Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you poor thing. Oh. You <laughs> poor thing. The look of sadness in his eyes was one Let thing you, to do. Oh yeah. like a puppy so, with eye, you know, sad eyes, like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Let they me throw you a so. bottle of rum. <laughs> You're right. It is a, it has become a uh, the next level up tiki bible, uh, for those that are um looking to uh create their own little tiki room at home. And those mm-hmm.
0: who want to keep going. Yep. The other thing I want to emphasize too, is that if you're actually a bartender that's not into tiki, like you haven't done any tiki cocktails, this also is a book for you because it is very elaborate. It is very uh, one skill up on the next book. that we've talked about already. So if you're already a bartender, and already have those skills already, this is a great book to crack into tiki.
1: Yeah. Well, what, I, what the I- event was that I got the book signed, Uh, it was for bartenders and I just put my name down and just went and, uh, and it was a a lecture on essentially the history and introduction of, uh, tiki cocktails and Mm -hmm. history. And most of them had no idea. Um, well, they knew what they were, but they had no Mm -hmm. idea of the history and the, how elaborate it was. And, and one of the things was how good the food was. No one Mm -hmm. realized that this was. These places were the places to go. Mm-hmm. They had the best food in town. There's a reason the celebrities went there. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, all this kind of history has been lost, kind of, sort of. And uh, these guys are bringing it back, and Martin does it with his lectures. And now, well, it's I found it pretty neat because all the people he's mentioned at the uh, during the resurgence, this is all because of Beach Bound essentially. All these people would have got uh, either the Grog Log or Remixed and hmm Went from there. So yeah. it's pretty amazing. So yeah, highly recommended. It. It's still readily available. Uh smuggler's Cove.
0: Exactly. And like I said, there actually is also to the Smuggler's Cove down in uh where is it located? California? San Francisco. San Francisco. There we go. Yeah. It's on the list. It's
1: on the list. It's
0: on my wish list, that's for sure. <laughs> Holy
1: jeez. I asked him which uh time of day was too good to go, and he goes, None.
0: <laughs> uh, mark's like shit i can't go early crap yeah I he, go if early he,
1: if you get there okay i have been told by uh, one of the bartenders there get there early go to the upstairs bar that's all oh, i know okay. I, I have no idea where the upstairs <laughs> bar is okay but i just know that there is one and i should go there there so, you
0: go when mark goes he's gonna run <laughs> right up the stairs very quickly
1: yeah and oh, i remember when he was talking about building his bar One of the guys I've met, I've mentioned a couple of times, a builder named Bamboo Ben. He was Martin was interviewing people about what he wanted for his bar. And he said, he says, well, it's a shipwreck, okay? And it's like, these guys are living in there, and this is the only place they can go. And he said, a lot of the other builders were going, well, just what kind of a deck do you have and this kind of stuff? And then Bamboo Ben asked, are the guys looking at the sea or is the sea coming into them? Ooh, anyway, well, uh, you're in. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> you're the builder. Right? Yep, you yeah, got the, you're the builder. You you know the, what I want. He's, they're like they're stuck in a cave in the ship. That's awesome. They can't get out and that kind of stuff. So yeah, and uh, so yeah. Apparently, it's amazing to see inside as well. So yeah, it's uh, definitely
0: best. jealous. Can't wait to. Go. He's also got can't a gin go. bar
1: down the road too. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Chapel Hill, I think it's called Chapel. I might know mm-hmm. Chapel Hill. That's here. Uh anyway, the um people out there are screaming that's the name of the bar. And um <laughs> So yeah, so San Francisco was on the list. It was it was on the list then this thing happened.
0: Yeah, I know. We're getting through it. We're getting through it. We're getting through. Yeah, it. we're getting through it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. Awesome book by the way. That is definitely top of the list uh, one of my books that I have. I will go through every single time I do a show. Between Jeff the Beach Bumberry and Smuggler's Cove, those are the two books I rely on probably the most. So, the next book I'm going to talk about, again, it's not a, not, not a tiki book, but definitely a bartender's book and definitely if you're getting into fancier cocktails or you want to know the history of cocktails, the king himself, the craft of cocktails, Mr. Dale DeGraft. Now, Dale DeGraft is basically what we talked about in this show before, is the guy that basically did a resurgence of cocktails. So, 780s, we had the club scene, we had all these uh, discotheques and dance clubs and stuff like this, and drinks basically went to the sidelines, went to the back burner, Whereas artificial flavoring and artificial spirits. It was just a mess, right? So Dale DeGraff is one of the ones that basically came into New York, he started making fresh cocktails with fresh ingredients, blew up the whole concept of fresh cocktails and elaborate cocktails actually. And he also is very much about the history. He's like Jeff the beach bomb berry. He likes looking back in the history of cocktails and some of the classics from way, way back, even from the twenties and thirties, he's even looked into, which you're actually in his book. Um, so yes. So the book is, is is a, is a hard copy book. It's a great read, lots of colors in here. Of course. Uh, it basically goes through the history of cocktails and how it started. The golden age, cocktails prohibition and repeal. He talks about uh, ingredients that you should have for your cocktails. He even talks about ice, specifically and how to, you know, certain ices and uh, ice that you have. So crushed ice, shaved ice, cubed ice, regular ice, all that stuff. Uh, he talks about spirits and pricing of spirits. So top shelf premium gins and vodkas and whiskeys and stuff like that. It does give you a list of some of the spirits you should make sure you want have on your, on your bar. Uh, obviously, then it goes more, like I said, more elaborate into each thing like brandy and cognac, rums, so on and so on, ports, vermouths, very elaborate on like every single spirit that you have in your bar. He actually breaks it down and exactly what the spirit is for, what it's all about, like maybe the flavor profiles and its origin and stuff. So he's very much about that. And then he goes into techniques, um, what tools you should have in a bar. Yes, we talked about that. Obviously, every bar book has that. Uh, I think that he does it a little more elaborate on his, especially in the garnishes and things like that. He gets a little more uh, sophisticated. So it's not just simple garnishes. It's, you know, it's like the lemon swirl, the lemon peel, um, all kinds of stuff, glassware, of course. And then he gets into all the kinds of cocktails and he breaks it down for you. So it's great because he has a mix of, of classic cocktails from the history, like a, a Negroni or an old-fashioned, uh, Bee's Knees all those cocktails that we know from the past into newer cocktails when he wrote this book and he was working at the Rainbow Room and some of the cocktails that he's actually created over the years. Uh, he has three or four different versions of the Cosmopolitan in there. Of course, the Cos- he's one of his famous drinks that he's known for. It's a great read. It is a hard copy. It is about 200 pages, but it's got a lot of information in there. Like I said, again, if you want to build a bar or you want to know some more history about cocktails, um, the surgeons of cocktails from basically the 70s, 80s, all the way up to the 90s, and how all of a sudden cocktails became back. And so we have mixologists all of a sudden being generated, this whole category that we know now as mixologists. So he talks all about that. Again, he's one of those people that did do that. He brought the cocktails back to the forefront. He started using fresh ingredients, something that Tiki is all about as well. I'm sure Mark can concur that fresh ingredients is something that's super important to
1: a lot of tiki cocktails. It's it's key. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. see these poor guys out there squeezing grapefruit, squeezing squeezing lemons, everything, <laughs> oranges. Right. It's just that's like right. <laughs> uh, that would up <laughs> they, <me>. <laughs> no, that forearm, man. Oh it's my god. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, again, another person just like Tiki where He talks about fresh ingredients, and that's exactly where we're all about on this show. So, uh, yeah, another great read. Again, it's not a tiki book, but it is in the Cool Links page, and there's some great recipes in there, so check it out. So I got one more
1: book. This is a reasonably recent book. Actually, you have a copy, I think, still sitting somewhere. Yep, I got Uh, it right here. Yeah. It's called The Minimalist Tiki, a cocktail wonk look at classic libations and modern tiki vanguard from Matt Pytrick and Kerry Smith out in 2019. Uh, Matt is a, uh, used to be a technical writer for Microsoft. So this is one of the few people I haven't even been, he has got a bar, so I've never met him or anything like that, but I probably read his damn articles at windows <laughs> over the years. There you go. He was able to take those complicated things and be able to make simple language that apes like me can actually understand. Right. And, uh, so he's able and so he's heavily into uh, spirits of all kinds distillation mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So he's able to take those complicated concepts and, dare I say, distill it down to a language that anybody can really understand. And it really comes off in this book. He takes some pretty uh, heady concepts and uh, makes them all perfectly understandable.
0: So simplifies them, basically.
1: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the the basic concept of the book is he takes 30 tiki drinks that everyone should know Mm -hmm. and shows you how... To make them properly, what ingredients you need, what techniques you need, and this kind of stuff. And from there, he gives you the tools to actually expound on that, to learn how to experiment uh, with the flavors and how to change things up and that kind of stuff. And it's uh, very cool. The first half of the book is a detailed look into virtually everything you need to set up a bar, from equipment to how to juice. His past experience, as I said, works well in this kind of stuff. and teaches you how to master your minimalist bar mm. the last part of the book is on rum itself wow so i love the section uh like on rum it's just like where it comes from how it's made what it does the chemical reactions and all that kind of stuff so it's like an in-depth look at rum so kind for like the
0: chemistry 101 basically
1: yeah and so it's like this is just like for the people that are into it like we are this is mm-hmm. just like kitty litter man you just dig into this thing and you just keep reading <laughs> it. Um, as I said, I love this section of the new Vanguard the recipe. So that's one of the ones we start off with is actually mm-hmm. listed there. A whole bunch of the new bars, the resurgent bars, uh, a lot of them are listed there. A lot of them have their recipes there. It's uh, really great. Um, as, I, as I said earlier, um, I was quite surprised to find in the new Vanguard that I've been served drinks by about a dozen of these people. <laughs>
0: And Mark knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah,
1: no, a lot of them, a couple of them, or a number of them, were at uh, events, whether they're there as part of the event. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other ones, I've been to the bar. Um, So that kind of stuff. But I will note for the Canadians ordering this book, it's only available at his website generally. Oh. Um, Right. And the shipping is quite high, uh, to the point where Craig got a free book. Yeah. So you talked about that before. Yeah. It was
0: cheaper to buy two books and have them shipped than it is to buy one book and have them yeah.
1: shipped. <laughs> it's like crazy. Now, however, good news for us Canadians is that out in Vancouver, the modern bartender is now stocking the book. Ah. So it's going to you're still going to get the exchange, and it's still—you still you're still going to pay shipping from Vancouver to here, mm-hmm. but it might work out to be cheaper. But at least it's being stocked in Canada now. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's not through a website unless you consider uh, the the Cocktail Wonk uh, website and um, the Modern Bartender website. But yeah, it's only available through those two locations. Now, tell people they should check out the Cocktail Wonk's uh, website slash blog. He talks about everything to do with distillation, drinks, everything. It's a fabulous, Mm -hmm. fabulous read there. And this book here is one of the ones you want to take the next step up yet again. This is it.
0: Exactly. And so you're saying, Mark, for Canadians, there actually is a location we can go through, like a website. Yeah. Is there a link that we could probably send to our listeners
1: through that? Yeah. It's the Modern Bartender. Uh, we'll okay. set up a link. And yeah. uh, it's the modernbartender.com.
0: There we go. We'll set up a link for you guys.
1: And of course, it's associated with the Shameful Tiki.
0: Ah.
1: Yeah, it all comes together, you. Two
0: Tiki bars that we know in Canada. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And actually I'll put another plug in for the modern bartender. They're also stocking a lot of the mugs that you can normally only get from California. So once again, you can sh- shave, shave, <laughs> you can save an awful lot for, um, uh, on shipping from that.
0: Cool. So there's some books for you guys. Uh, we're going to put all that onto the, obviously the page for you guys, go down through our cooling page, Oxy as well. There's tons of other books that we have on there as well that we didn't talk about today. Or videos. Uh, I know there's lots of videos in there as well. uh, Instructional videos as well for bartenders or just new people getting into Tiki. And so, yeah, we, Mark, figured that this is probably the best thing to do, kind of talk about some of the books that we use on a day-to-day basis for research. I know for me, a lot of these books we just talked about today, I'm always breezing through on a weekly basis. Uh, like you said, I'm sure for Mark there, a lot of these books, the the, bind- the bindings getting worn, the paper's getting worn, the, f- the covers getting worn.
1: Yes, absolutely. The, uh, the Beach Bum's books are getting uh, getting pretty ratty. I think I should have bought <laughs> two.
0: That's why a good suggestion, by the way, if you're going to use a book quite frequently, like I use Smuggler's Cove or any of the Jeff to Beach Bum Berry books, I also get it on my Kindle version. So then I can go back and I can actually flag certain recipes on Kindle And so when I open up Kindle and I go to that book, it actually, on the sidelines, there's all my flag pages. I can go and get a recipe right away. And that way I'm not uh, going to my library of books and cracking open the book one more time. It kind of saves on the binding. So uh, also too, I bring my laptop to the kitchen. So it it helps. There we go. All right, guys. So there's some books for you guys, some information. We didn't drag it out too long for you guys. I know Paula's not here. So uh, of course, she's going to give us hell because we made a drink with Coca-Cola and she wasn't involved. We'll uh, see how all that goes over. <laughs> That'll be fine. Just Oh make one yeah, for it'd be great. Yeah, we've already got two drinks that we made that uh, she didn't have a time to try. So we'll uh, see how that goes.
1: Well, next time, just make a make one with a banana in it, so she'll really love it. Yeah, there we uh. go. Uh,
0: <laughs> she loves her bananas. Not <laughs> anyway, folks. So, anyways, yes. Let's tell everybody who we are. We're www.tikicentralcana.ca or dot .com. There we go. And on this main page, we will have. All the links to the show, which is going to be a lot of links between me and Mark, but tons of information on there, guys. So if you're new at Tiki or experienced bartender, want to get into Tiki or just enjoy and want to throw a Tiki party in your backyard or have friends over to have Tiki drinks and some food, all these books are a great way to get resources and to find information out. Like we said, with Beach Bomb Berry is a great start, obviously, for Tiki. And the Trader Vic's uh, Tiki Party is another great one if you're starting out. And then you get more in depth to get into the Smuggler's Cove and uh, a couple of other ones there. So anyways, yes, uh, we'll put all that information on the main page. Obviously, the recipe on this main page. We also do have our episode and review, uh, recipe page. Please do that, guys, because there's tons of recipes on there. I'm always suggesting to people all the time uh, recipes on the recipe page. And uh, I direct them to there, and they love it. They, they can check it out at their own time. They can find different recipes that they want to use. I should actually do it, set it up somehow. So then it's actually skewed to, I haven't done it yet, but maybe we will. Um, if you're, say, if you want a banana in your, in your recipe and you can, you can just type in banana and it'll bring you all the recipes with banana in it. That's something down the line. Maybe we'll think about doing. We'll, we'll see. Anyways, uh, we do have our subscribe page. So please do subscribe. Please, please. There we go. Uh, yeah. So I can get some more liquor because I just moved my liquor cabinet to another location and uh, I lost a few bottles along the way, unfortunately not by me uh, unfortunately but by the ex uh, yeah so uh, well I didn't get the dog but uh, I did get the liquor cabinet so I guess it worked out for me I guess anyways uh, <laughs> so yes yeah, So please do subscribe and of course the Koolik page which we're talking about here today all the books that we we're talking about will be on the Koolik page and so yes yeah, so check it out have some drinks thank you for listening folks and stay tuned to the next show happy reading there we go Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? <laughs> it's like I have to t- suck in my gut. <laughs>
1: no, no, I, I, even I can't get that close. <laughs> How's that? That's pretty good. Okay, there we go. There I we can look at you and uh, kind of do that. I say you kind of lean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you can do the whole show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, my neck, my neck. Yeah, come upstairs. I got a
0: kink in my neck from doing the show.